Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. For those of you who are aware, today's episode is kind of special because it's now really at the beginning of Lent. So generally when we think of Lent, for those who, who, who are Catholic who celebrate Lent, you think of giving up something. But this time, I want to challenge you to add watching good movies. Now, I kid, of course, but I guess that brings us to one of the big questions. What's a good movie? And I've heard plenty of people say to be careful with what you watch and to stay away from certain movies, especially those that are R-rated. But I find that blanket statements like that can be kind of unproductive for a couple of reasons. So today, we're going to actually dive into how we should be watching movies, and, and maybe what are those films that we should be looking out for. My name is Cameron De La Torre, and this is The Patron Saint of Film. So by now, you've probably become fully aware that one of my passions is film and one of my other big passions is my Catholic faith. And I hope that you've been able to see how we've been, how we have really walked in watching films, even those that are secular to see how Jesus is trying to speak to us through them. And when I think about how to watch films, right, whether they are PG or radar, I think one of the big things to remember is that film itself is a valuable form of art. And maybe you'll remember a few months ago on, on Instagram, I, I recommended watching one particular film, Uncut Gems. And if you watch that film, every fifth word is uh, some variation of the F word, which is, is kind of funny in some regards, but at the same time, it can be kind of challenging for, for some of us as we watch. It, it's a lot. It's very heavy. And so one of the things that I really like about that film is that even through the bad stuff, it teaches us a lot about addiction. It teaches us a lot about how to see the world. It's just, just the struggles of what it is to be human. And so if you were to limit yourself to only clean content, whatever that particular means, is that kind of is a generalization, then you'd be limiting yourself to something that, that speaks a lot deeper than what is actually seen or what is actually heard. And so if you were to really live your life by the standard that you can't watch certain movies, and of course, I'm going to be talking mostly about radar films because I think that's usually where we're at, but this just in general for, for any film that maybe you don't think matches up entirely with kind of what you're hoping to achieve through watching films. But if you were to do so, you would limit yourself on gaining a lot of stories and experiences of other people that are different, that cause us to question, that causes us to see just the human experience and oftentimes too to see how we're able to watch, how we're able to see other people through those films, right? And I just to really put that into perspective, many of the important stories that have come out even of all time, but even especially like in the, in the last few years, you can think of Parasite, you can think of anything by Quentin Tarantino. And of course, if you go far farther down, you think of like The Godfather, but I think one of the other films that you might not even recognize has become a really big cultural piece 
of our Christian faith is the passion of the Christ, right? If you were to limit yourself by not watching certain films, you'd be really limiting yourself with the opportunity to explore. And I think it's a different matter if you don't like those films, right? For me, yeah, I have different preferences and tastes, but I think one of the awesome gifts about film itself is the opportunity for each of us to find what we like, what we enjoy and to see that right now that everyone's going to like a romance film, just like not everyone's going to like an action film. Right. And, and there's certain things that go along with that. And that's why really as a form of art film is so awesome because we don't really have to like the same things, but each of them speak to us in different ways. The big thing though, is recognizing what does this mean? One of my teammates describes it as a, a poop brownie. Right. It's something that is very good, like films or, or even shows, right? Things that are very good that you really enjoy, but they might have a little something that you don't really want to see or you don't want to hear or whatever it is, right? For Uncut Gems. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot there. And I it is a kind of a poop rowdy, right? There's a really awesome moment and it's awesome parts of that whole film, but there are little things that, you know, I could do without. Um, and I think that's the beauty is like as we continue to talk about this and as we continue to hopefully go forward as we watch certain films. But as I mentioned in particular with this episode is to recognize like some films are good, inherently good, but there are certain things that we have to be careful about. And now we'll, we'll really talk about it um, as we dive into how film transcends off all these kind of generalizations that we oftentimes have about them. And, and I, I think a, a priest, a chaplain from my, from my school, from UC Irvine once told me, this one, I brought up certain issues because he knew that I, I, I like film, but he also recognized, yeah, there, there are certain poop brownies in, in films. But he basically told me that everything that you see in a film, whether it be bloody violence, whether it be sexual content, whatever it is, right, it's there for a reason and it means something. And that's for good or bad, right? The, the author or the director is trying to communicate something to you. So it's, it's our job as the viewers, as the, the viewers of this art to decipher the meaning and really to determine if that message has value to us. And I think really speaking of radar content in film and, and just different things that, that fall along with that, whether it be language, whether it be violence, whether it be sexual content, another thing to really ponder is an argument that I heard a long time ago. And I can't remember exactly if it was a, po- a talk or a podcast or, or maybe it was a Bishop Barron argument. Um, but the reality is, one of the things we can think about bad films per se, and I, I use say quote unquote bad films is that we, if we looked at the Bible, we would recognize that there is a lot of parallels between what we see on the TV screen and kind of some of the stories in the Bible. And some of you are like, wait, Jesus never said that the 11th commandment is also watch every film regardless of content. And you're right, right. We have to go into the commands. We have to go into understanding like what exactly we're taking in to really make that description or, find that definition for how we should view films, how we should view really just any kind of media. But I think if you were to look at the grand scheme of things within the Bible, if you were to look at each of the stories, each of the characters, you'd probably recognize that the Bible as a film would be very rated R. (laughs) And really not just because it exceeds the F word quota. I mean, we're talking about violence, incest, sexual content, blood, lots of blood, and just images that maybe aren't so suitable for children and if you don't believe me i think you can just look at a couple narratives right exodus was plagued was the book of exodus had the 10 plagues which leads to a lot of death right david sees 
sees Bathsheba naked and he proceeds to have an affair with her. And if you've watched The Passion of the Christ, and if you know really about the story of the Passion, there is a lot of blood that you probably don't want little kids to see because they'll be scarred. And yet even as we talk about all this bad content, the Bible is one of the most, and I would say is the most important aspect of how we can interpret all the things that God is trying to say to us. Now, through all that we see, all this blood, all this crazy stuff in the Bible, like there's truth that comes from these stories. And really, even through all the gore, even through all those things, we see how much God loved us. And it's so much so that really it doesn't matter so much the steps that it takes for him to come to pursue us. He always comes back, even through our deficiencies, even through all these different things that in many ways should draw us away from him. And I think one of the, the last things about this particular topic, about looking at like the Bible, and oftentimes there is a bad movie idea, right? And this concept of what a bad film is. And I think that the Christian community oftentimes will come up with this and will refuse to watch it. And then we'll proceed to discuss all the ways that it's bad without ever having seen it. And like I said, this isn't to say that there's there are no films that are actually bad for the soul. But I think each film that we see should be taken on a case-by-case basis. And I say this because hopefully through this podcast, we've seen that even if a film isn't Christian in nature, it can give us a glimpse of God. And I think every film can help us to grow in our faith in some capacity. Now, sometimes it, it helps us to learn about a particular aspect of faith or even just to, to challenge us to start thinking deeper on a deeper scale. But other times, yeah, maybe it is a film that is critical or has different things that challenge our faith, which in many ways kind of gives us that realization of different ways that we can grow, different ways that we can question things, different ways that we can continue to read scripture so that we can prove that thing wrong, whatever it is. And it gives us an opportunity to better inform ourselves about what we believe. And that's why I'm so passionate about film, because there's always something that I can learn about from film. There's always something that can help me in my faith journey. And I will say just a quick caveat before I continue. I've I've said that it's a great way to help us grow. And while I'm a firm believer that film is is great to be a part of our Christian journey, I recognize too that it also is important for us to remember that we have to still be careful of the way that we use media, film, shows, whatever it is. But as we talk about, of course, this is the patron saint film. We're going to focus on film, but we have to be careful the way that we use that as a source for learning. Now, I recognize that you're listening to a podcast about films, but the point of this is to see that the best source of growth, the best source of coming to know Jesus, coming to know our identity comes directly from the Bible and other spiritual books that are centered on focusing on truth. And that with that as well is taking those things to prayer. Prayer is the most important thing that we could do as Christians to get to know God and to prepare ourselves to be saints. But I do want to say too, it's like, even for myself, I I do my best to give you actual themes from the Bible and to give you different teachings from the church because that's really where all truth comes from. But even as myself, I mean, I, I am a broken human being, much like anyone else. And I can try to point you to those things, but we always have to go back to the source right? So film and this podcast is is a way of me putting into practice all the things that I've learned in the hopes that you can gain some information that it will draw you to go back, as I mentioned, as I keep saying, to the source, to be able to understand on a deeper level, and of course, to take those things to prayer. And this is where we'll start to hopefully get some practicals about what we can do about the capability 
ability of being able to have a relationship with Jesus and about how we can actually watch films and gain some knowledge, gain some insight into our own hearts through them. But also, as I mentioned, we can we need to be challenging ourselves to be able to grow so that we can learn how to guard ourselves from that content that may not actually be good for us. And I think with that as well, as I continue with this theme, is just like recognizing, yeah, if we were to use blanket statements for what's a bad film, then we would be missing out on a lot of really great films that can teach us something. And at the same time, of course, we have to go to the source. But as we continue to move on and to recognize, okay, how do we actually watch films? So I mentioned at the start, of course, like, yeah, these are films. These are films that maybe people said don't watch, but maybe we can watch. We talk about how even through that, we still have to go back to prayer, to reading scripture. But now let's think about, yeah, what are those practical things? And the first is to know thyself. Now, because the reality is I don't want to be a PSA about how you need to watch every single R-rated film or even every single PG-13 film because it's not true. And the reality is not all films, regardless of parental rating, is for everyone, right? We have to be able to take each film on a case-by-case basis. And if you know that you're watching something that's super violent or has a lot of sexual content that can be triggering for you, you should not watch it, right? And the best way to check to see if a film meets the criteria for you is using the, even something as simple as the parent's guide on INDB. And I, I generally tend to use it all the time to get just detailed information about the ratings themselves. Because the reality is sometimes a PG-13 films can be a lot worse than watching a rated R film if the only reason is that it has one too many F-words. And I can give you a brief example. So in the infamous 2018 film calendar year, and I more so talk about the Oscars, um, <laughs> It's, it's a great year for film. The Oscars blew it. Anyways, during the summer, a film by the name of Eighth Grade came out. Now, it was a small, independent film. Um, and spoiler, spoiler alert, it's about Eighth Grade. <laughs> um, but it basically follows a young girl trying to find her place at probably one of the weirdest transitional times in a child's life, right? That going in from being a preteen to a teenager and being prepared to move into high school. And it's a very real and really raw And honestly, one of the best films that year, because it looks at something deeper than just looking at a child going through school, it is also just, I mean, in general, it has different points where it's kind of hard to watch because it has some gruesome or even just like some very clear look at the struggles that kids go through, whether it be because of social media or because of our hyper-sexualized world. But also, if you were to look at the parental guide, Right. There really is nothing worse than most PG-13 films. In fact, there's no violence. It's far more clean than The Notebook. And I just don't really see there's not too much there that can really kind of that is challenging to whatever it is to really make sense of putting a radar film, except because it exceeded the highest threshold that you can have of F words in a PG-13 film. And I think the filmmakers and a lot of people within like the industry that worked on the film were kind of astonished because they didn't do anything more than what most 13-year-olds were already hearing at school. And yet most of their target audience, being eighth grade, being teenagers, aren't able to watch it and go to the movies to watch it without their parents. And because of the radar rating, it's very likely the parents probably wouldn't want to watch it in the first place. And the bad words are, yes, they're bad. We shouldn't be using any kind of bad words to be able to describe what we feel or to talk about people. But the reality is that's what people go through. That's what children go through. And that's not good, 
but it's real. And so as I really look at it, it's it messed up the chances of it being seen as art, being seen as a real look into a teenager's life for little more than just a small reason of one too many extra bad words. And sadly, most teenagers, as I said, live between this gray area of PG-13 R-rated films. And I mean this in, in, a, in a real life scale, right? Most live, most of teenagers' lives aren't PG-13. So it's good to get a clear, in many ways, good look at what life is like. But if we were to live by that blanket statement, we wouldn't be able to watch it. And as I continue, I mean, once again, it's to, to know thyself is extremely important. But I think one of the other things to consider is what do you do when a film has an idea or something that doesn't fully match what you believe? And I think another example, very simple, but very important, came out with the film Soul, the new Pixar film Soul. And at one point, it portrays the soul of, of Mother Teresa um, saying that she doesn't like the main character soul, uh, the main character, yeah, soul 22. Very simple. She just says, I don't like you. And it was a very small plot point. It really was just meant to show how unrelatable 22 was. And I saw it and I was like, oh, I don't think Mother Teresa would say that. And then I moved on because it didn't harm anybody. Yet, as I remembered, you know, because once again, everything in film, everything in art happens for a reason. Right. The point was to show, as I mentioned, how difficult 22 was and honestly had nothing to do with the rest of the film and really had nothing to do with with trying to harm Mother Teresa. Yet there were various Catholic groups that were calling to boycott the entire film. And once again, I am a very proud Catholic missionary, so it's not a critique of Catholics. I love my faith. I love this church. But as I said in this episode, this is an invite to have Christians in general open their hearts and minds to art that is film, to the art that is film, right? And a friend of mine, Stephen Schinder, who actually hosts another podcast, Delayed Replay, he commented on a page by saying, hey, this this plot point is kind of insignificant. We don't really have to talk about it. And his comment was completely deleted. This really angers me a lot because, yes, as Christians, we do have to be careful about false representations in film and, and the way that we are portrayed in the media. But also, I mean, that doesn't mean that we have to stop watching all films because there is something small that says that it says something small about us. Because I mentioned there's a lot that we can learn from most films. And Soul, the film itself, has so many Christian themes about living in the present, about cherishing all of God's creation and not watching it because Mother Teresa is portrayed in a way that is just so small and, and yes, probably historically inaccurate. It's, it's funny just thinking because she's probably in heaven laughing at this whole situation. Because the beauty of the whole painting is that you have to see the whole painting before making assumptions on the discoloration in the corner. We can't begin to figure out what's good or bad unless we watch these films and understand where the filmmaker is coming from. And if it turns out the filmmaker is wrong, well, then support the people who are trying to do it better. But remember that we are called by Jesus to be charitable and loving to everyone regardless of their ideals. And at the same time, we can pray that it works out that way, that, you know, in actuality, it's, you know, it's we're getting moving towards progress to make sure that things are, are portrayed the way that the church wants. And that's good. And we should be praying for that. But the reality is it's not the filmmaker or Hollywood's job to actually provide good content. I mean, we would hope so, but the best thing that we can do for ourselves as we watch films, as we support movie theaters, as we go back and, you know, look at what's going on in the world is to root ourselves in truth, 
right? That's reading the Bible, that's praying, that's spending time having good, real conversations about our faith with the people around us. So that when we watch films, we don't have to be afraid of them challenging us, right? They don't have, we don't have to be afraid of them dealing with our Christian faith, but rather it's in being able to understand and root ourselves that we're able to have a healthy faith that is one of, yeah, constant critique and subsequent learning. And that's what this podcast, I hope, can be as a challenge for myself, but also for you. It's to go deeper than what's on the surface. It's to use art in the world, and in particular film, to help us to grow in preparation for us to be saints. So yes, I encourage you, watch some more films, and when things open up, uh, after once once COVID is is being is able to be contained, go support the local theaters. But also, most importantly, never stop rooting yourself in the truths and goodness of our faith. Right? It's it's when you get there that you can really understand where we are and really understand what we believe. And it's in there also that you can even watch the worst films and still unite yourself in a deeper way to Jesus. And doing so at the same time opens up a whole new way of seeing the world. And really puts all of us one step closer to being the patron saints of film. This has been the Patron Saint of Film. I'm your host, Cameron De La Torre. Special thanks to our producer, Rachel Darling. Our sponsor, Mike Tatton. Music brought to you by Carlos Munoz. You can follow me on Instagram at patron saint of underscore film. Have a blessed day. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.